Ready, down, put, 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 put. All Packers, all the time. Matt LaFleur has to do more to make it better for him. That said, he did, uh, Jordan Love did not play well enough last night. And that's what happens with first-year starters. Okay, most of the time. Almonds specifically them. or all nuts? Well, these nuts, those nuts, whatever nuts <laughs> work. It's Jason Wildy on Jen, Gabe, and Chew. Brought to you by Boucher Automotive. With 16 different new car brands and over 35 pre-owned brands to choose from. Boucher Automotive. We are driven by you. Also sponsored by Century Foods. Win two tickets to see Green Bay host Kansas City on Sunday, December 3rd. Compliments of Century Foods. Find the weekly code on Century's Facebook or Instagram and enter to win. He is our friend. He is our teammate. He is Jason Wilde. He joins us three times a week here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Good morning, Jason. Jason? Hello? Hello. What's up, dude? Oh, there Hi, guy. Oof. Um, so you had the opportunity, Jason, yesterday where uh, all the assistant coaches were talking. Everybody had a chance to talk coming off the bye, now getting ready for the Broncos coming up on Sunday. What was your biggest takeaway after hearing everybody talk yesterday? I really like that Joe Barry. <laughs> he is entertaining. I, I, said, a, I said a bad word. It was uh, it was it was a fun back and forth with Joe. I, I still am not quite sure I understand some of the things that are going on on the defense sometimes. But that's okay. Either does he. Uh, oh, nice burn. Um, <laughs> but I will say this: I thought he made and and it, it is it's a relatively rudimentary point, but uh, he was talking about how they're just not consistent. We'll have one good game, and then we'll have a bad game, which, you know, coaches don't usually want to admit that they have bad games, and he admitted they've had multiple of them. So, you know, I like I liked that, but I also think the reality is, is this team is inconsistent in just about every way possible, from the coaching to the play to the decision-making to the uh, knowing what you're doing on certain plays, which I keep saying is, a function of how young they are offensively. But the bottom line is this is this is the team that they are, and I don't expect them to become any more consistent, uh, maybe slightly more. But, I, you know, I know you guys are looking ahead to the next five games, and uh, I'm eager to hear what you guys envision for those next five games because, you know, this is a team that looks to me like a team that should – beat the Denver Broncos because the Denver Broncos are terrible and they're selling off assets. But I can easily see them finding a way to lose to the Denver Broncos on the road too. So, Jason, at the end of the season, is Joe Barry's evaluation going to come down to what he does against the Chargers, the Lions again, and the Chiefs, and not an evaluation of the Raiders and the Bears, and and the Giants. That's funny because I kind of asked them a question about basically how do you factor in the quality of the opposition into how you view how you play defensively, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, there was a point yesterday where he was kind of saying, you know, uh, we we asked him a series of questions about how Preston Smith ends up on Devontae Adams. And he was like, hey, what about the rest of the game? 
where we really neutralized him. And so, you know, I made a joke, hey, great job on Devontae Adams, except for that one play. But the fact of the matter is, is I'm not sure if, and, and you certainly know far more football than I do, but sometimes it's not the brilliant defensive plan or outstanding defensive execution that takes a player out of a game. Sometimes it's his own play caller on offense or his own quarterback. And I'm not sure that Devontae being un, you know, relatively uninvolved in what they did last Monday night was a function of how good the defense was against them or if it was a function of the Raiders just didn't do a very good job of getting one of their best playmakers the football. But isn't that the nature of football, Jason? Like, especially at that position. Same thing with offensive line. Like, you could have had, you know, if you know the, the Packers' offensive line could have had the greatest game and kept Jordan Love clean, but if on the one play when the game's on the line, Mac Cros- Max Crosby gets through and gets a sack... Like, that's, that's the thing that everybody's going to be focused on. Like, that's kind of just what the nature of football is. It's these little things leading up until the one big thing at the end, and if you don't get the job done at the end, that's the thing that gets focused on the most, even if you were great in the 59 reps before that. Yeah, obviously I don't disagree with that, Gabe, but I would say this. Like, uh, yeah, that wasn't those. you know, he called it the worst play of the night, and I think that it clearly was for them defensively, but it wasn't like, you know, Devontae had an 80-yard touchdown. Like, you would like for, and and I thought he actually did a good job of explaining it, frankly, that, you know, in that scenario, you know, Chewie knows this about leverage, like, he, he let him get inside where he didn't have a whole lot of help, whereas if Preston Smith, quote unquote, survives the down by saying, look, I'm not going to let you get inside. I don't care what you do if you get to the outside of me, but I've got the boundary, I've got a safety that can help, and I can prevent this from being a big play. It ends up being a 21-yard gain because he doesn't – and again, I can't imagine how hard it is for a guy Preston's size to try and handle Devontae Adams, right? Because we know how good his releases are off the line of scrimmage against top-flight corners, much less against uh, a 31-year-old outside linebacker but if, if if he does keep him to his outside that's where he's got help and it's probably a seven or eight yard gain instead of the 21 yard gain i look i i don't think the raiders are very good offensively i think we can all agree on that uh i think they played a for a defense that has been much maligned uh and some a defense that you can't always say this about that was a game where they played well enough to win and you know, Jair Alexander's comments, I was talking to him yesterday for a little while. You know, I didn't think he, you know, when he said we just have to give up no touchdowns, I, don't, I didn't take that as a shot at the offense and their lack of production. I took that as, look, they're young and they're really struggling to figure it out right now. We have to be the ones that rise up. And, you know, they were good enough to win if their offense had been able to put the ball in the end zone, but obviously their offense wasn't good enough, and so they lost. Jason, if they lose these next two games or, say, lose one of them, do you think there's a chance that Goody dumps some of uh, the players on this team, the ones that so aren't going to be around I'm here in- next year? Yeah, so I'm intrigued by this because you know, I, I know there are some people that think they should be buyers at the trade deadline because 
the NFC is so bad. I, like, to me, that would be completely incongruous with what you're trying to do here. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, and, and I know I keep using this, you know, kind of like uh, the principal and Ferris Bueller nine times, nine guys. Like, I just, it's just, and I, I know I keep bringing it up, but it just blows my mind that the top of their depth chart at the two receiving positions, six rookies, three second-year players. Like, however you want to classify Josiah DeGuara, go right ahead. But the bottom line is, is the guys that they're playing, and, and Rob Domofsky had a really good question yesterday. Uh, you know, he, he didn't quite put the numbers together that he wanted to when he said it, but he said to Steno, you know, look, watching training camp, you know, Luke Musgrave was getting the ball constantly. You know, I thought he'd have 40 catches by now. Now, 40 catches through five games, as Steno pointed out, would have been a lot. But <laughs> the, his point, his point is, his point is a good one, right? Like, if you watch practice, which we all did, like he was getting the ball nonstop. Yeah. Like he had, like, and they gave him a ton of reps to try and get ready. And now, you know, he. I know he had the concussion in the one game, but like he has not. And this is what I kept trying to say, and it's not because I don't like Luke Musgrave. It's because Luke Musgrave played two college football games last year and learning to play tight end in the NFL, as you and I, too, kept saying over and over and over again, is a very challenging process to be good at it. It takes time. And, and I felt like, and these are the things that frustrate me, and I, I don't want to get off on a rant here and, bellyache about trying to be the voice of reason and all this other stuff because I've done that plenty already. But the bottom line is is that the things that are happening now, we tried to warn people of this. You know, and Tausch says, hey, you, you know, that's your job. The job of a fan is to ride the wave. Well, I'm trying to help make it a little bit easier to be a fan in a season where it's like your Google Maps has conked out on your iPhone and you don't know how to get to your destination. And I'm just trying to give you a a little bit of help, right? And when we talked about tight ends, and it was, you know, Luke Musgrave-a-Palooza this summer, and, you know, my buddy Bill Huber from Sports Illustrated is talking about how he's going to have 60 catches. And and it was, Chewy, it was you, me, and Matt LaFleur, the three amigos, just saying over and over and over again how tight end is such a hard position to play in the NFL. And when you're a young player, you're going to make all kinds of mistakes, which, by the way, he did on that yeah. opening drive when he ran the wrong route. Yep. And they could have picked up a first down, and instead they had a punt. So that's what they signed up for. I know it's not necessarily always fun, but I, I will give Goody and the floor and the organization this. I do think there's a lot of talent there, potentially. Potential does get you fired. I get it. But I, I do think there's a pretty good chance that this stuff all kind of coalesces and they get it's kind of like oh nine and ten. I'm not saying they're going to win a Super Bowl in in Love's third year as the starter, but there, I think there's a chance that they get through this season. They're kind of like the oh nine team next year, and who knows? Maybe uh, by 2025, if Jordan Love has earned a contract extension and has played well enough to deserve that, maybe they got a chance to be pretty good. Did anybody answer what the biggest difference between Jordan Love? in the first seven quarters versus the last 13 is? No, you know, LaFleur did not talk yesterday. So Steno got a couple of questions about that. Um, 
you know, I, the word consistency is obviously a big buzzword because they don't have it. Um, I do think this, and, and Chewy, I'll, I'll turn it over to you. But, like, the Bears, A, bad, but B, not really sure what Jordan Love is going into the opener, right? We already have unscouted looks in every opener, but when you play a quarterback that you're not quite sure what to expect, it, there's a chance it's kind of like a uh, pitcher going through the lineup the first time, right? Um, now, you know, we've gotten into some games. There's film on him, and I think defensive coordinators have a better understanding about what to do to, to frustrate him and confuse him and make him indecisive. What do you think? No, I agree, Jason. And I said, you know, a, a couple weeks I said it. I'm like, they're not coming in to the uh, Broncos game with 30 new plays. You run the same plays, you just hide it um, formationally and personnel-wise. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how it works, yes. The defense eventually figures it out because other teams have smart players. And when they see trips to one side, and this week it's a tight end and a running back and a receiver, they don't care. They're just like, all right, here's the seven plays they could possibly run out of trips here. And that's why I think the, the coaching staff isn't really helping, helping them out because I think they're doing too much, Jason. Who cares? Just run what you do good right now. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But we're at the point in the season now where you're not going to scheme guys open. Guys have to win their one-on-one matchups. And when you're young, yeah. you struggle. And that's what's happening. So what do you think they do well right now? <laughs> Offensively? Yeah. Well, I'd like to see the trainers do a little better. Because <laughs> well, I, like, think, so, I think Aaron Jones would really – he's not going to, you know, swing the line seven points, but he'll certainly help because right now I think he's their best weapon and yeah. he hasn't been playing. Right, and, and I, I tried to make the argument yesterday with Steno that – I didn't say you're 4-1 if you have Aaron Jones, but I think they win in Atlanta. Yeah. They lost a one-point game, and I think they beat the Raiders. And so you have, and, and my argument is that you have all the same problems that you have now, but you have a 4-1 and one record, and we all know that it's a hell of a lot easier for coaches to get after guys even when you're four, when you have a winning record, because hey, everybody's feeling good, so you can chew them out a little more. You don't have to worry about building them up and building up their confidence because they feel good about their record. But you know that I think he has just been such a difference maker, mm-hmm. and he's the only proven commodity they have. I was talking to Elton Jenkins yesterday, and I wanted him to basically say for me, "Yeah, you no, know, we're really struggling, but if we had Aaron Jones." We'd still be having the same problems, but we'd have won more games. And he, I, I love Elton. He's, he just got this huge smile on his face, and he knew exactly what I was trying to get him to say. And he knew that he couldn't just flat out say that. And so he <laughs> danced around it as best he could. But I think they all feel that way. And, again, that doesn't cover up the failings that they have offensively of young guys running wrong routes and, Jordan Love not having a good completion percentage. It's just, you know, when you have that guy, that's what great players do. That, you know, I always talk about Rodgers being the great deodorant because he covered up the areas yeah. of your team that stunk. And they just, 
Aaron Jones is the one experienced enough skill position player who could do that for you, and he hasn't been playing. Jason, we appreciate the time. Look forward to more of your insight into the Green Bay Packers coming up at 9 o'clock on Wilde and Tausch. All right, fellas. Take care. Be good. X-Golf is located on American Family Field. It is open for the off-season, so you need to book your tee time, book your reservation for one of your sim- their simulators today. It's a great place to go. If you've got about an you know, hour to kill for lunch, they've got some good lunch specials, some good food out there as well, while you get some swings in. With the bad weather that we all know is going to be coming as we hit November, December, maybe a little bit of snow in there, you want to keep your golf game sharp. And the best place to do it is X-Golf with their state-of-the-art, innovative, and accurate simulators. They have that full bar and menu. It's a great place to host a party as well. Maybe you're looking for a place to take your office for a great company holiday party. X-Golf at American Family Field is the place to do it. Book your sim today, xgolf, amfamfield.com. You are listening to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. What do we do? We've, Where we've, do we go from here? We've, we've talked about insulation. We've talked about fantasy camp. And now we've talked about Burning Man. We've hit for the cycle in the first five minutes of the show. On 94.5 ESPN. It is a huge day. No Jen today. Inside look. She's uh, working a story for Penn State, part of the Penn State Ohio State games. Make sure you keep an eye out for that on Saturday morning, part of College Game Day. Meanwhile, we're getting ready here back in Wisconsin for the Green Bay Packers traveling to the Denver Broncos. And when you have the bye like this, and your team is as young as they are, and they had two back-to-back disappointing games, and you hear all this about, oh, teams take the bye, and they self-scout. They like to take a look at themselves, see some of the things that they're doing, maybe some of the things they are changing. What were some of the things that you think the coaching staff did well during the bye when you were playing? Well, I was instrumental in creating one of the new plays by mistake. Oh, boy. So we were playing a night game, and this is 96. Keith was here, and um, we had two plays in that week, uh, which were money plays for the tight end. One was Y deep cross, and the other one was Y corner. So we line up. It was trips right where Keith was tight to the right and two receivers, one in the slot, one wide, and I was on the opposite side tight. And Brett calls wide deep cross, which I go over the top, kind of like a boot play. Keith's in the flat, receiver to the post, one guy running a fly. I thought he said wide corner. The two sound very similar. Okay, so wide deep cross, wide deep cross, and wide corner. Corner. So he calls wide deep cross, and I run wide corner. Okay. Okay. So think of wide deep cross. Everyone flows so to one, the right. Yeah, one, you're going across the middle and kind Correct. of flowing with the play. The other, you're running away from the play. So I run the corner. I get a little stumbled at the line and I'm running and I'm wide open. I'm coming out of my break going, oh my <laughs> God, this is a touchdown if there's ever been a touchdown. Well, on the wide deep cross that the play was called for, Brett rolls to the right a little bit. So everyone rolled to the right. I'm standing 75 yards away by myself, which I'm not supposed to be. 
I, I mean, come in fairness, Brett has a really strong arm. Yes, I think he, he I, does. I think he could have gotten it to you, big guy. But he wasn't looking because he was expecting me to be over the top. You know, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the plays where I know I screwed up. And the first thing you do, it was third down. I look for Holmgren. And he's staring right across the field from me. So I tried pulling my, okay, I'll just run to the other part of the sideline. He walks me down. You idiot! Screaming at me. Well, they went back and looked on film, Gabe. Yeah. Holmgren's like, you know what? That's a pretty damn good play. So I am responsible for the, every time, anytime you see the quarterback roll right, and throw back to the tight end, that's because of my screw-up. And we ran it the last – I don't think we ran it the next week, but a couple weeks later we kind of let it die down a little bit, ran it, money. So what you're saying is your brain helped change the course of NFL history. Which I never got credit for, but I will take the 100 matting – Madden rating as payment. Well, maybe that the hundred Madden rating, yes, was yeah. yes in exchange for hey, I came up with this play because. Yeah, I would. I would like to clarify one thing. I don't think we can say his brain created it. We have to say his brain malfunction created it. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but you get those brain farts in the huddle. <laughs> well, you, you because hear the, formationally, you hear the CR, hold on, Gabe. you hear the curve, Gabe. Gabe, formationally, you cannot run wide corner because there has to be someone in the flat. Yeah, to kind of take to that hold defender. Coverage, yeah. uh-huh. And it never processed with me. I'm like, oh, it's trips right? Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. You can't the run wide corner side. to trips right. Oh, wonderful. But I bet it was a hell of a route, big guy. Hey, I'm, 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 I'm a, what am I, our, uh, Joshy? An innovator? I'm an innovator. You you are an innovator. We could say that. So are we saying that the throwback, yeah. which is pretty commonly used. You're I mean, welcome. I see it with Mahomes a lot, Yeah, which, again, makes sense because Andy Reid was smokes. on that staff you in 1996. You are welcome. I, yes. Are we, are we buying this? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. I'm all in. Yes. Wait, I'm put it on the poll. This is. I could guarantee you both of you this. The next time you see that play, you'll chuckle. You'll just laugh. This is too stupid, Josh. Not to be true. It it checks out. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm trying to poke this holes is... in it. I'm trying <laughs> yep. to poke holes in it. I understand what you're trying to do, and I appreciate it. Because it's a pretty rare ability that quarterbacks could even do that. So nobody would think, let's just leak this guy out the other side with everyone flowing. But, I mean, the Packers tried a throwback of a sense uh, not long ago when yeah. Jordan Love skipped the ball, I believe. Yeah, because it's a and hard throw. It's Rus- a tough throw. The, the dumb thing is, I love wide deep cross much more than I like wide corner. And you remember the play, remember Jermichael Finley in Dallas? Aaron hits him right on the sideline yeah. at the end of the game so they could kick the field goal? Oh, that well, you mean uh, Cook in the Cook, playoff sorry. game. Sorry, yeah. Cook, Cook, Cook. That's why deep cross. Love that route. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so. I mean, the, my favorite part is, like, you only had two plays that were, like, money for tight ends in the entire game plan. You only yeah. had, and yes. you, you you screwed the pooch on your one opportunity in that yes. game. Yes, because everyone to trips clears it out. 
Oh, yeah. So you're sitting there all by yourself. Oh, my God. that was, And it was at home, too. That was the worst part of it. Could have been a star. I mean, I, I would say you were. Eh. Three Pro Bowls, Packers Hall of Fame. You know, I yeah. think that's that's star worthy. Yeah, 100, 100 rating in Madden. Yes. But, Gabe, that would have been a 30-yard pickup. And for me, that's like luck. Well, but, okay, but what would you rather have, Chu? The 30-yard pickup once or the knowledge that you created a play yes. that Andy Reid is still running today? I'll take that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, yeah. again, it's it's you personally know that. Now you shared it with me and Joshy and the rest of the audience. But now anytime somebody thinks and sees that little tight end throwback play, yep. they're going to think of you. You're welcome. Vince Lombardi, Paul Brown, Mark Tremura. <laughs> Innovators in yes. NFL history. Doesn't matter what age you are, low testosterone can be an issue with any guy. That's where mentality comes in. Local healthcare facilities specifically dedicated to helping men feel and perform at their very best. Look, you could be dealing with low testosterone and not quite be aware of it. I mean, hopefully you're a little bit more aware of it after hearing us talk about it here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. But maybe you're tired, groggy, you just don't feel like yourself. Don't have that energy that you once had even just a year, year and a half, two years ago. That could be low testosterone. And it's easy to fix. Go to LowTUSA.com. Book an appointment with Mantality. They do the blood panel. Within a week, you get your results back. And if your testosterone levels are low, they can start working with you with a customized testosterone treatment plan just for you. That's such an important thing, I think, that is customized. It's not one size fits all. It's not just here you go. No, and they constantly check back in with you to make sure your testosterone levels are where they need to be. So you can get back to having that energy to attack your day. I mean, I had somebody come up to me the other day, just, okay, how many shows? Well, how many, what are you doing? Well, the reason why I have the energy to do everything that we do here at ESB in Milwaukee, that's because I've got the testosterone treatment plans from Mentality. LowTUSA.com. Mentality allows treatment to fit into every guy's lifestyle. Learn more. LowTUSA.com.